Okay, we are jumping back into the Gemara here. We're on top of bet. We'll be discussing issues of the Zav and the Shemer Yom Keneged Yom and all these things and the okay, all those uh, issues. So I think we got down to <laughs> we're talking about the, the different proofs. Amalei or Papa? Yeah. Okay, so first wide line. So Amalei or Papa This is a good example of a nice, like, long sentence where, like, you have to like recognize the parallelism within the uh, within the sentence. Um, so our Papa is saying to Abaye, we've used the word Mizovo in two different ways, in sort of contradictory ways. In one sense, we use the word Mizovo to indicate that a, a, a Zav with two Re'iyot is just like a Zav of three Re'iyot, in that he is Tame, and in that he has to, uh, what's it called? Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, count Shiv and Nikiyam. Count Shiv and Nikiyam. But, but also Mizovo, on the other hand, to say he's different from the Zab Baal Shloshariyot, and that the Baal Shloshariyot has a korban, and the one doesn't have a korban. Well, you can't. How do you use the same word in two completely different ways? Okay? So he says as follows. Amar um, so Abai says back to him, because if you would think that this word Mizovo is coming to exclude, I mean, in, in the case that we say it's coming to include, to so say that it's He's Tame and his shipping the king you know, the seven clean days. Uh, if you would say they would be coming to exclude Listo Kramine, the Pasuk in that context should have been silent. Okay, the Pasuk should have been silent. Rashi says, um, We never would have known anything about Sphira. Back in the Gemara. Uh, if you want to say, well, I can just derive it from a um, a kavachomer shemer yom kenegi yom tochiach. The shemer yom kenegi yom would prove that that's not an issue because she doesn't have those qualities in terms of the, in the counting. And if you'll say that I need the following drasha, which we talked about, that is from the, the uh, from the being a zav, but not from being a mitzorah. It could be the puzzle could have just said Then when the zav becomes tahor, and then be silent. What is mizovo uh, telling you? Like, what's the point of it? So it tells you that a zav, to riyot, has requires the seven, the counting of the seven days. So essentially, what the Bible is trying to say through the last few lines is that he's trying to explain that it's not like randomly we just say a word and then it's like, oh, that word comes to include, that word comes to exclude. It's in a context. That's what the drushas are working. It's a nice little insight into how drushas work. Drushas aren't just random usages of words to include to exclude things. It's in the context. What would have been without the word, with the word, and then based on that, you understand. You, you can try to understand at least how the word influences um, the halach. Okay, so that's a nice little analysis there. Okay. Um, fine. New Mishnah. <coughs> new Mishnah talks about new concepts. Ending Mitzara Muskarla Mitzara Muchlat Ela Priyal Priya Prima. Excuse me. Okay. Um, there's two types of Mitzora. Okay. Mitzora is somebody who has Tarad. What is Tarad? Some type of spiritual disease. Often we call it leprosy. It's not leprosy, but it's that's the best we got. Okay. So there's two ideas. When the Mitzora starts to see signs of Tarad. The halacha is, is very interesting. He has to check with a kohen, and a kohen has to investigate, and then the kohen has to declare that the person is a mitzora. If the kohen doesn't declare it, it's not true. 
Yeah. Okay. So that's an important halach. Now, the first state. Sometimes a coin comes and says that's definitely tzarat. And what happens when you have tzarat? You have to leave the machanet. You leave the camp, and you have to stay there for seven days. You know, all alone in quarantine. We know all about quarantine. Okay. Now you, know, you can appreciate you know what the quarantine is all about, right? Um, a little better now. That's not always what happens, though. What happens uh, sometimes is the coin looks at it, and it's not definitive. It's not definitively that, that way. And then he'll say, yes, you still have to leave the camp, but you're not definitely um, a Mitzorah yet. And that's called the Mitzorah Muskar. Mitzorah Muskar is somebody who is Sagur, will close him off. He has to leave the camp, but he's not definitive. When you're definitive, it's called Muchlat. Like you made a Hachlata, like a decision. It's for sure. But Muskar, you close him up. Okay, so those are essentially the same thing, says the uh, says the Mishnah. Except he did Priyah, Freemont. Priyah means letting your hair grow long. I'm sorry he doesn't have his hair. And Prima is tearing his clothes. I'm sorry he tears his clothes like a mourner and he doesn't do that. One thing just to mention in terms of the leaving the Machaneh, in the we know the structure in the Machaneh in the Midbar was you had the Mishkan, okay, which is what we call Machaneh Shechina. You have the Leviim who lived after, uh, around that, which is called Machaneh Leviyah. And you have around that Machaneh Yisrael. All the Shvatim lived outside that. Mitzorah has to leave even Machaneh Yisrael. In Eretz Yisrael, it's different. Okay, in Eretz Yisrael, we don't make the Mitzorah leave, leave, like, leave the country. What happens is, the Makom HaMikdash, where the Beit it is, that's called Machaneh Shina. Har Habayit is called Machaneh Leviyah. And Yerushalayim is Machaneh Yisrael. So Mitzorah essentially is not allowed to come to Yerushalayim. So if they live outside Yerushalayim, I'm not sure if they live at home, I'm not sure exactly how that works, that's a little different. But fundamentally, if they live in Yerushalayim, they have to move outside of Jerusalem. This is the Machaneh. I just have the knowledge of that. Okay, back in the Mishnah. So he's saying the only difference in Muskar and Mukhlat is Priyal Frima, meaning a Mukhlat does Priyal Frima, a Muskar does not. And then the, the, the process of becoming Tahor, again, a, a, a person who's Matorah, Musgar, is still Tameh. Okay, still Tameh. Slightly different, but the di- only difference in terms of the process of Tahara, becoming uh, Tahor, is the, uh, is the issue of Ela Tiklacha Bisiporim. Is that cat? Yeah, I do Shaving your body. A Matorah, at the end of the process, has to shave his entire body, everything. And also, Tsipurim, um, he brings two korbanot, bird, birds as korbanot, the chatat and the nolah, as a korban. The mukhlat would bring that, not the musgar. Okay, now, well, just have a focus here. The Mishnah, the Umar says, uh, when it comes to Hadla Inyan, Shiluach Bitumah, Zebezeh Shabim, when it comes to Shiluach, setting them outside the Machaneh, and Tumah, they are apparently uh, the same. They're the same. From where do we know this? The Tani Rav Shmuel Bar Yisal Kamei the Rav Huna v'tiharo hakohen bispachadi. It says the kohen makes him pure, but the clothes him pure bispachadi. It is a bispach like a scab. V'chibes begadav v'taher, and it says he washes his clothes. Washing clothes doesn't mean the laundry; it means uh, like the mikvah. V'taher, and he becomes tahor. Tahor. Um, and so the understanding is tahor mipria ufrima dimi ikara. Okay, that means you're tahor from what? From the original Priya and Frima. Like retroactively? Uh, no, not retroactively. It means like now you now you become now you become Tohar. Okay. Uh, one second. One second. Mm-hmm. Let's just go to Rashi for a second. V'tiyaroa kohim bispachati b'mitzorah shabal lichlal tahara mitoch yiskiro v'lo nechlat. Okay, this is in the context of a, a Matsora who is Musgar. Okay, v'seifi dikrak tiv, and the end of the pasuk says v'chibes begadav v'taher. Okay, he washes clothes. And so, midiloka do v'yitar. Since it doesn't say, and he will become tahor, lishna demi karahu. 
Uh, it's the language of origin. Now you said retroactively, so it's kind of that, but we'll see. But hachi ka'amar, and this is what it means to say, ukvar kodem tvila hayatahor mimiksat tuma shel chomer mitzor. But the implication is vitaher. It's that he is currently tahor, meaning in this something that he never really had to go through. And so as a as a as a mitzor muchlat, what is he? What did he never have to go through? He never had to go through these issues of priel prima. Again, letting the hair grow long and turning the clothes. So Amalei Rav, okay, so that's a little bit of a, it's a, it's a little bit obscure, but that's really the idea. So Amalei Rav, Elameyata, Gabi Zav, Dichli Bichli Bes Begedah B'Taher, but Rav says, well, hold on a second, if that's a true, if that's true, then when it comes to a Zav, it also has a similar language, Bichli Bes Begedah B'Taher, Hata Mai B'Taher Mi'ikarika. There, what's the Taher Mi'ikar? What did the Zav not have beforehand that is implied by the word B'Taher? Ela Tahor, um, Hashta milatame klecheres behesed. So rather, what it means is, uh, one second. Uh, mm, let's take a apologize. One second. Oh, no, no, no. oh, it's a longer phrase. Ella tahor hashta milatame klecheres behesed. Afagav da hadar chazi chazi lo metami lemefreya. Hachanami tahor hashta milatame bebia lemefreya. Okay, so what should it be? Says it says Rava. So he says like this: What does it mean v'tahir in the context of the zav that he's tahor now from being mitamei klecheres beheset? Heset means um, making something tamei through moving it indirectly. Okay, you didn't touch it, but you moved it indirectly. That's okay. The, this zav it says he's not does not have that. Even um, a second, Avigav. I'm going to read you this song, Rashi, I think, here also. Um, even though later he'll be suitable, he's not Tame retroactively. So here, too, Tahor here is from Tame Bibi'a Lomefreya, that he can't, the, uh, what it means is that the Mitzorah doesn't make you Tame by coming into the house. Okay, let's look at the Rashi here for a second, just to clarify. Rashi says, Gabizab, let's look at the Gabizab. Gabizab dikti besov taharatov v'tahir, ma tahor mi'ikara amratbe. So it says also by the Zab at the end of this thing that he was tahor. So what's the thing that originally he wasn't part of? Ela al korchach tahor yiyeh, mikanu lo'eba. It means no, it can't mean retroactively, says says Rabba. It has to be looking forward. Okay, of course tahor, uh, wait, 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 wait. Sorry. No, no, okay, good. What it means is from now on, he's not going to be mitame behesed. Even though he's, look at it, the, 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 the Zav is going to the mikvah during the daytime. And if he had another um, instance of seeing the, being a Zav that same day after mikvah, he ruined the whole thing. <laughs> I'm gonna read them more, and then I'll explain. Um, okay, so here's that very, very precise, detailed halakha here. Okay, it's very like uh, uh, it says like this: that when a zav is going to process of becoming tahor, he goes to mikvah, and then uh, he should be tahor, but he has to wait till nightfall to be tahor completely. But um, what happens if the following happens? If he moves something, the Hasset, like indirectly, and then later the same day he sees another uh, instance of being a Zab, it, that, that seeing being a Zab again it ruins the whole thing, and he's not going to be Tahor. And so that means that things that he touched, things that all the things, whatever that he, whatever that he dealt with before, all Tameh, even though he went to the mikvah, except for one thing. 
The only thing is the Hesse. The Hesse has this one effect in the thing. So Betahir, says Rabbah, has this effect in this, that there's something that he's not actually going to be uh, Tamei for, that he would actually be Tahor no matter what. And that is this idea of Klecheres Behesset. Okay, that's uh, that's the idea. Just the, that's the idea of the uh, the hesed. So what he's saying back in the Gemara here. So Rav is saying when it comes to the zav, it says says So even though later he sees. Chazi, he sees the ziva. Nonetheless, he uh, is not metami lemafreya for hesed. So halachalami. So here too, when it comes to mitzorah, tahor hashem metami bibia lemafreya. So mitzorah also. That's what's telling you that when he goes through the process of tahara, even though maybe he'll see uh, the, the signs of mitzorah later on. Nonetheless, if he came into a house, which normally as a mitzorah would make some make, make things make things tummy in the house, that's why he said leave the house. In this case, it wouldn't make it tummy lemafreya. It would only it would be tahor. Okay, so Rabbi is saying there's a completely different limud from the word for Tahir, nothing to do with what the Bible says. So Ella, rather, I'm a Rabbi Mehacha. So Rabbi says we'll have to have a new source for this idea of the, of the distinction between the Mitzar Muskar Muchlan. He says from here, the Hatsarua Shaboha Nega. It says the the Tzarua, the guy who has the Tzarat, that has the nega on him. Misha Tzaraato Tuya Bigufo. It means it says Asher Boha Nega. The, 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 the nega is on him. We, somebody who has the Tzarat Talui Bigufo, dependent on his body. Yatazesh In Tzarato Tuya Bigufo El Abiyamim. As opposed to this guy, meaning the Musgar, who is not based on the body, rather on days. What do we mean by that? Meaning the distinction between the Muchlat and the Musgar. The way the Gemara is actually phrasing it is that the Muchlat is Tuma is on the body, for sure, right? He has the sign. It's clearly Sarat. Uh, because the, uh, the Mitzvah Musgar, he has to stay for a certain number of days until the coin can check him again. So it's like not considered to be like an actual Sarat. So he's saying that the, the language of Asher Bo Hanega Bo is the thing that indicates that there'd be a distinction between the Muskar and the Muchlat when it comes to those issues. Okay. So Amalei Abayi, Abayi said back to him, well, hold on a second, Elamiyata, but now, based on what you're saying, Kol Yomei Asher HaNega Bo Yitmau, and the Pesach says that all the days that the Nega is on him, he should be Tamei, again, so you said the word Bo, then that should mean, Mishet Saratot Liyah Begufo, Hudetown Shiluach, I mean, the concept, the, 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 the context there is sending him away out of the Machaneh, so if it says the word Bo there also, it would sound that the person who uh, is Talui Begufo, meaning the Muchlat, he's the one who's Taun Shiluach, who requires being sent out of the Machaneh, but then, then but logically, based on your drasha, a person who did Torah that's not based on his body, meaning the Muskar, should not be sent out of the Machaneh. And we know that's not true, based on the Mishnah. So, and then if you'll say, yeah, you're right, actually, and that would be a, another distinction, but we have in our Mishnah, but our Mishnah tells us, essentially, that the only difference between these two types of Mitzora are Priya and Prima, the, the hair and the hair and the clothes, when it comes to sending out of the Machaneh, or a tummy in terms of Bia coming to the house, they're the same, so it doesn't work. So again, so Rav and Bai are arguing here, right? Rav says, I don't like the way your drasha works, and Bai says, I don't like the way your drasha works. So Rav said back to him, Yemei, Kol Yemei. Right, we have the word, it could have said the word Yemei, but it says Kol Yemei. I mean, Kol Yemei Asher Negebo. Why does it say Kol Yemei all the days? Le'rabot, Matzor Muskar, Lishiduach. So that comes simply. So he's saying, basically, maybe you're right. Maybe your drasha is correct. But the fact that it says the word Kol, that includes, again, the Matzor Muskar, to be sent out of the Machanet as well. So if that's the case then, then why doesn't the Mitzora Musgar also have shaving of the body and the birds? Right, why not? I mean, if, we're inclu- if it's included to be the same, why not? 
So Katani, Amy to Harmu Torah has gathered to Harmu Torah Muchlat, Elatiglach of Isiborim. As the Mishnah said, there's going to be this distinction. They don't shave the body, you don't bring the birds, but why not? So Amar Bai, Amar Kra, Vyatsa HaKohen, El Michutz Lamachane, Vihinein Nirpa, Nega Hatsarad. It says because a coin goes out outside the Machane, I like to check the guy, and it says, and behold, the Nega Tsarat has been Nirpa, has been healed. This you know, the sign of Tsarat has been healed. Misha Tsarato Tluya, Berifuot. So it means it's limiting this halacha of Tiklacha Vetsiporim to somebody whose Sarat is dependent on healing, right, which is the Kohen, he, right, he sees that it's been healed. Yasazesh and Tsarato Tluya Berifuot, Elabiyamim, comes to exclude this guy, meaning the Mitzorah Musgar, right, who, who is like in limbo, that his Sarat is not dependent on actually healing, rather on days, right, just it needs to pass a few days, but it's really about to have the proper analysis. Okay, so that's. Kind of complicated, but that's the, the I did it. Moving on, totally new subject, new mission. Here we go. Ain bain svarim litfilin umizudot ela shasarim nichtavim b'chol lashon litfilin umizudot enan nichtavot ela asherit. Very interesting. It says there's only difference between svarim, meaning sifrei Torah. Rashi says Torah nevi'im uktuvim. Okay, um, but these types of scrolls, as opposed to tefillin and mezuzahs, is that svarim Torah nevi'im tuvim are written in any language, and tefillin mezuzah only in Ashurit. Ashurit is the block print that we have, you know, like, like, like this, okay, that we have in our Sefer Torahs nowadays. It's a, a Tav Ashurit is the Hebrew font that we have. He limits, he says, even when it comes to Sfarim, they only allowed, if it was a different language, they allowed only Greek, not other languages than that. Okay, yeah. The Gemara says, So as the Gemara has been doing the whole time, is saying, oh, those are distinctions that are made, but the implication is that like other things are not going to be distinctions, they're going to be the same, meaning to sew them up with sinews, and to be mitame yadayim, as we talked before, right, the holy books are mitame yadayim, make your hand so they are the same. Okay. Now we'll get started in the next sugya, and then we'll have to stop in the middle. So do svarim nechavim b'chol lashon b'chulei. You can write svarim in any language. Urminu. It seems to be a contradictory source. It says mikra shiktavo targum v'targum shiktavo mikra uktav ivri eno mitamei tayadaim aishich tevenu b'ktav asherit ala sefer ubidio. So hold on a second. There's a mission that says that a mikra scripture that was written as targum, meaning in Aramaic. Or the, refer, the reverse, Aramaic, those are in the scripture. Meaning there's certain sukim <coughs> in the Torah, for example, which are um, written in like, Aramaic. Like it says that uh, uh, Lavan called Yaakov Yigar Sahaduta. Yigar, and, and, and he called him Gal Eid. So that's the translation, right? So you have the, you have the Aramaic, or in Daniel, for example, you have uh, Aramaic. So you can't write the Aramaic stuff in Hebrew, you can't write Hebrew stuff in Aramaic. Okay? Unless, uh, or same thing with Ktav Ivri. You can't write Ktav Ivri. Ktav Ivri is the ancient writing. Probably the, the writing that the original like Luchot War in Ktav Ivri, where Ashri came later, but now Lach is not allowed to write a safer. Yeah, with Ktav Ivri, these things are not mitmei adaim. They don't have the, the same level of kedusha unless you write it with Ashurit on safer, meaning on a cloth. Ubidyo in with a special ink. So that sounds very clearly against our Mishnah, right? Because our Mishnah says, hey, write any language you want, doesn't really matter. No, it seems to be very specific. Okay, so we'll leave with the Kasha, um, but we'll, uh, we'll try to resolve it tomorrow. We'll stop here.